0: You're listening to the Membership Geeks Podcast and today is a special day. It marks the release of the Online Membership Industry Report 2022. And in today's episode, I'm going to share some of my top takeaways from this year's report. Let's do this. You're listening to the Membership Geeks Podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Thanks for joining me for episode 365 of the Membership Geeks podcast. And today I am flying solo because Callie and I took a nice little trip, a nice little holiday last week down to London. We took in a few shows, a bit of musical theatre. We did a little interactive theatre experience, lots of fun stuff. And as well as coming back with some great memories, we also came back with an unwanted souvenir. That's right, we both got hit by COVID and we've been pretty much wiped out and useless for the last week. Now, Callie has suffered a little bit more than I have, as if she doesn't suffer enough from having to put up with me day in, day out. So unfortunately, she's not able to join me for today's special episode. And if you're wondering why I sound a bit odd or odder than usual, then it is that we're still both positive (laughs) for COVID. Um, But because we have been desperately wanting to get this year's online membership industry report into your hands and get that data from this year's survey out there, I'm battling through it to bring you some of my main takeaways and main thoughts on the back of this year's report. So, Let's talk a little bit about the report itself. Now, we did the very first online membership industry report all the way back in 2019. And a big part of why we did it was simply because there has not been any good data, any stats, any benchmarks available within this industry ever, because the online membership world is actually quite a small industry. When you talk about memberships, membership is such a broad concept and it can apply to so many things. In fact, a lot of people who are talking about or teaching about memberships, when you get into it, what they're teaching is actually more about subscriptions in general. Now, an online membership isn't the same as a subscription box or a software subscription like a SaaS company. So a lot of the information that's out there, a lot of the the data around what's working, what the trends are, what the benchmarks are, and all that sort of stuff, that's typically coming from businesses that aren't necessarily what you and I would deem an online membership. Certainly not the types of memberships we teach, not the types of memberships you run, not what we talk about here on the Membership Geeks podcast. And coupled with the, the broader stuff that comes from the subscription world, some of which is relevant, but a lot of which just doesn't apply to the typical online membership. Coupled with that, you have data or you have research that comes from the more traditional world of membership associations. So these are typically offline businesses that have been going around for years. And again, there's a lot of overlap, there's a lot of crossover, but it's not the same kind of business. So we knew after years of getting frustrated at not being able to provide or not being able to turn to valid relevant data and statistics on the online membership world, we knew we had to go out there and get that data ourselves. And that is why we conducted the first ever online membership industry survey back in 2019. That then enabled us to create the first ever online membership industry report. And honestly, it was like light was just shed on the whole industry. So much of the, the myth, so much of the misconception of the assumptions around what expectations should be in terms of benchmarks, what expectations should be in terms of how long members will stay subscribed, all that sort of stuff. We managed to get some much needed clarity and also dispel older myths or misconceptions around this world. So, that report was so well received and I think based on feedback and based on just anecdotal evidence on our part from how much better informed people seem to have become in recent years we've certainly done our job but three years is a long time can you think of anything major that may have happened in the last three years that may or may not have affected the membership industry I mean I'm suffering from one of them right now uh, so we knew it was time to get some updated information to go back and and see what's working, how are your memberships performing, what are your sales figures like, how much are you earning, what's your churn rate, are you enjoying things, how's growth going, all of the ins and outs affecting the typical online membership business. Now we've surveyed over 2,000 online membership owners from a variety of different industries all around the world to compile the Online Membership Industry Report 2022. And it is available right now to download at membershipbenchmarks.com. So you can head to membershipbenchmarks.com or membershipgeeks.com slash report, whichever is easiest for you to remember. Head on over there and you'll be able to download this year's report and comb through the data, comb through the industry averages on everything from sales to marketing, to churn, to member engagement, email list size, conversion rates, all that sort of stuff. We cover the tech, we cover the strategy, just everything imaginable that you might want to know about what's working and how our memberships performing today. It's a free download. We don't even need your email address. Get your hands on the Online Membership Industry Report 2022 and yeah, pull through the data and the takeaways to your heart's content. But today I just wanted to highlight a few things, a few observations, and a few takeaways for me from this year's report. Just stuff that I found was interesting, stuff that caught my attention that I thought was worth talking about to kind of whet your appetite for diving into the full data. I think the first thing for me that, that really kind of stood out and and really was very heartening was just how much positivity there is coming out of the membership space. I think after what we as a global community have gone through over the last couple of years, it's just so nice to see the positives that are coming out of the people uh, within this industry. You know, over 72% of membership owners are seeing increased revenue through having a membership business compared to when they didn't have a membership. Almost two thirds of mem- membership owners are saying that they are more fulfilled that they're having greater enjoyment in their work since they started their membership business and we asked all participants in the survey do you enjoy being a membership owner it's a simple question um but one that's potentially quite a loaded question but you know more than 88 percent of people said they enjoyed being membership owners. They enjoy running their memberships. Some weren't sure yet, some were a bit early in their journey and they hadn't quite, you know, figured out, has this been a net positive for me? Um, but only a very, very small percentage were unhappy in what they're doing. So, you know, sales numbers and dollars and cents and growth and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's great to dive into that. But just seeing such a positive sentiment and seeing so many people reporting such positive change in their lives and in their business that has come as a result from having a membership, especially knowing how many people were prompted to start their membership site because of what was going on with the pandemic, because their situation suddenly became insecure in terms of their job, or in terms of what they were doing before, to earn a living, to get by. So knowing that so many people started their membership more out of necessity, or more out of the urgency of what's happened over the last few years, as opposed to you know just being drawn to it because they knew they'd love it. Knowing that, and seeing just how much of a positive difference having a membership has made for people, um, you know, it's it's certainly reinvigorates myself and Callie in our mission for what we're doing because we love memberships we're all about that positive change memberships have massively um, improved our lives and, and brought so much positivity into our lives and into our students lives and into the lives of people in the academy but seeing that validated and knowing that this world is a, a wonderful little world to be in in terms of the type of business to be running and yeah, seeing that there is that positivity coming out in the space was was a joy. It really, really was. So yeah, I may be getting a little bit mushy and a little sentimental uh, because uh, because I'm feeling a bit poorly right now. But um, yeah, that that's the standout above anything else for me. How many people are, are essentially saying that membership has positively changed my life? It's such a, a great thing to have seen. Um, another observation is that. A lot of memberships are still relatively small operations. Now, I think the membership industry has matured quite a lot over the last five or six years, certainly since we started uh, podcasting and since we opened the academy back in 2015. The industry as a whole, I feel, has matured. There's a lot more knowledge in the industry about how to make memberships work a lot more people teaching memberships there's more books on memberships uh, there's more podcasts on memberships although you guys know we're up there we're number one right we had better be number one on your list <laughs> sorry that sounded a little threatening with my, uh, my my ill voice on but there's a there's a lot more available within the membership community in terms of knowledge expertise um tools software resources specialists you know people who you can hire either subcontracted or full-time who actually have membership experience now it was very hard to grow a team of people who had membership experience five years ago because the online membership industry was such a young uh, space whereas I think it's matured so much now but again even despite that the fact that a lot of people are still running a very lean operation. Around 30% of membership owners are doing everything themselves. One-man bands going it alone. But even those who do have a team, typically that team is still quite small. Over 54% of membership owners have a team of just two to five people. That's a lean operation. And on average, people are working around 20 to 30 hours per week. On their membership so they're not breaking their backs grinding non-stop you know this hustle culture that permeates so much of online business memberships seem to be certainly based on uh, what respondents to this year's survey have shown are stepping outside of that 50 60 70 80 hour a week non-stop hustle you've got to grind you've got to grind And working just a more realistic, manageable, reasonable workload. You know, even for memberships where that membership is 100% of of that person's focus, it's all that they do, and they are working full-time on their membership, it's not on the side to uh, working a regular job. Even with those memberships where people are full-on, those are seeing people working an average of 33 hours of work per week. Again, it's not astronomical it's 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 equivalent to a typical kind of full-time job and so you know again anyone who's coming into the membership world who has been um, seduced by this myth of it being passive income where you just turn up for an hour a week and voila there's seven figures in your bank account with zero effort like i, I assume by now nobody listening to this show is in that mindset, because that is nonsense. Memberships are a business. They require work like any other type of business. But the flip side of that is you're not going to be chained to your desk 24 seven in order to make things work. It's manageable. And you know, 20 or 30 hours a week on average is not an insane amount of time to have to work full time on your business. That's allowing for a lot of relaxation, a lot of flexibility around what you do, Uh, and yeah, still being able to keep it quite lean, either just running your business on your own or with a relatively small team. So yeah, again, that's just something when kind of looking at working patterns, team size and stuff, that's stood out. Even as the membership space has matured, as more talent is available, more resources are available to support growth, uh, there's still... Most memberships operating on relatively small setups, uh, which is pretty cool because we're all about that, that freedom, that flexibility. And certainly uh, we wouldn't want to find out that everyone running their membership is you know running themselves under the ground because they're working so much on it. So there we go. We talk about the industry in general, the maturity um, of the membership space and all that sort of stuff. Of course, when you have a market, when you have an industry that is maturing you also have to start to look at, okay, are things tapering off? Are things starting to stagnate or stall or anything like that? And certainly the figures don't show that. The the sales and growth numbers that we're seeing within memberships in 2022 are still strong. They're still consistent. Memberships are still reporting growth and they're still attracting people in in large numbers. Around 42% of established memberships have had more than 1,000 people join over the time they've been up in operation. That increases to 62% for memberships that are more than three years old too. So those well-established memberships, you know, they're getting thousands of members through the door. 45.2% of established memberships are making over six figures of revenue per year. And this rises to over 60% of memberships who are over three years old exceeding that six figure a year in revenue, which again is just a sign of the the strength of the online membership space. People are making solid, solid revenue within the membership world. And 63 and a half percent of memberships said that their income, their revenue had increased in the past 12 months. So that important thing about things not stagnating, and this is pretty consistent across other KPIs, it's not just the money, it's not just the member numbers. People are reporting continued growth. Now, that's fantastic at any time, but even more so when you consider the circumstances and that C word, that P word, however many <laughs> words we need to refer to it as, that pandemic that we've all been going through over the last couple of years when you consider that and how it impacted so many different areas of, of people's lives but also within in, within business within jobs within stability and there's been so many negative repercussions both of the direct effects of the pandemic, but also indirectly as a result of, you know, habits changing, um, hobbies changing, risk profile changing, all that sort of stuff. Memberships are seemingly relatively unharmed by that COVID pandemic. The online membership space, certainly uh, judging from the data and the responses we've received, appears to have remained relatively immune from any downturn, caused by that COVID-19 pandemic. And in fact, over half of all membership owners reported that their sales and their revenue had been higher coming out or going through and coming out of the pandemic. Now, this is undoubtedly spurred on by things like, you know, more people were at home during lockdowns. They were looking to learn new hobbies. So, you know, music memberships and craft-based memberships and all those sorts of stuff, they would have got a boost through the fact that there were more people looking for online ways of passing their time. There was also a greater demand for home learning, for alternative career paths and stuff like that during kind of the the real thick of that lockdown period um, over the last couple of years. So, you know, that's had that knock-on effect where rather than it just being a case of, okay, pandemic's hitting, everyone's panicking, everyone's also perhaps a little, uh, you know, tighter on the purse strings, so they're not spending on memberships. Other industries, other markets have definitely seen that sort of downturn, whereas memberships seem to have, if anything, benefited a little bit by the changes in habits, the changes of priorities that, the, the pandemic has, has spurned on. And, you know, again, this isn't just sales. It's not just revenue. We also asked people about how the, the pandemic had affected things like churn, like team size, you know, how to encourage anyone to grow their team or to lay their staff off. Um, how did it affect personal motivation? Did it make you more or less motivated to keep doing what you're doing? And again, people were coming back saying that these either improved or were just unaffected. And this is for the, the majority of memberships. Majority of memberships showed either, hey, we weren't affected or things improved. So that's a, a, a blessing. And, and definitely we're not going to turn that into, hey, start a membership and be pandemic proof. But, you know, in, in the midst of all the, the bad news all the terrible um, uh, effects and, and and terrible results that have come out of um, you know an unprecedented pandemic in terms of you know running online business. The fact that we're, we're seeing people in our communities running online memberships who um, have been relatively immune, and if anything, have actually been able to thrive um, in in a positive way from uh, what's what's been happening you know, that's a great, great thing. Um, so I mentioned churn there as well. Uh, obviously memberships, they are a retention business. So the data on churn rates, the data on how long people stay average member lifetime value, that's definitely something you're going to want to dig into as well to get an idea of industry standards. Um, but Again, lots of positive stuff coming out of there. I was very thrilled to see over 84% of memberships reporting that their churn rate is below 10%, with more than half of memberships achieving churn of less than 5%. Now, if you can get your churn below 5% for an online membership, that is the holy grail. That is fantastic. If you're below 10%, that's great. You know, for a typical online membership. Below 10% is great, but Five percent and under—that really is, um, you know, the 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 high level, the standard that you want to be going for, and you're in real great health if you can get below that. So the fact that we've got more and more memberships within that range for their churn rate is just fantastic. And we kind of mentioned or very briefly touched on at the start of the episode uh, the old myth about members only sticking around for three months. Now. This is something that has persisted for years. And from time, to, from time to time, you will still see this come up in Facebook groups. Or you'll see it come up in articles from people who are trying to convince you not to start a membership. Don't start a membership. Start a course instead. And here's my course that will teach you how to start your course, right? Because that's how it goes. Uh, but you will see people bandy around this myth. That on average, people will only stay inside a membership for three months. And therefore, what's the point in starting a membership? Because three months is nothing. You charge 20 bucks a month. Three months, you're only getting 60 bucks for every member you sign up. What a waste of time, right? So that whole myth around the three months, we've known for the longest time that it's nonsense. We talked about it here in a past episode, and we had attempted to uh, get a, a, a clearer Estimation of how long people will stay uh subscribed to a membership. But prior to the last report, there wasn't the data that backed that up. The last report, again, did a lot to discredit that three-month myth. But this year's report absolutely obliterates it. You know, I think we did do a good job of discrediting that myth in our last report. But after this year's report, anyone who still tells you that memberships are terrible because the average member only stays for three months. They need their head seeing too, especially considering that over 99% of memberships reported their members staying for over three months. So that's pretty conclusive, right? And not a single established membership. So that 99%, that's across all memberships, including ones that just launched like last week, right? For memberships that have been running for over a year, not a single one of them reported an average member tenure of three months or below. In fact, on average, people are staying for just over a year in most memberships. So it's actually more around the 12 month mark as opposed to three. And that's an extremely different picture. So again, I'd already felt like we'd, we'd smashed that particular myth, which is the most pervasive and the most annoying myth and misconception around memberships um, that I think there's ever been. And in fact, that three month stat came from the pornography world. It came from the world of pornography subscriptions, right? Never came from the typical online membership uh, world, but you know how it works in the online space. One person says it, another person quotes it, and all of a sudden it's it's legit right um but no this year's report i think completely blows that out the window and shows that memberships are so much stickier than i think um they've ever been given credit for as well um another interesting observation you'll know if you listen to the show for a while there's always discussion and debate around uh, whether you should have the doors open or the doors closed to your membership we're not going to re debate that on here. Um, and like everything, it, it depends. There's a lot of factors There's a lot of things to consider. Uh, but in terms of this year's report, uh, open memberships, they're definitely dominating the industry, definitely dominating the landscape with almost 83% of memberships being open all of the time. And based on the data, those memberships are outperforming closed door memberships on average across the majority of KPIs like revenue, member sales, and so on. Closed-door memberships do, however, have slightly better churn, slightly better churn, and a slightly higher average member lifetime value. Now, again, that probably makes sense when you consider it. There's a little more fear goes into the decision about whether to leave a membership when the doors are closed. So you would expect the churn rates to be better. Perhaps you'd expect them to be better by a larger margin than they actually are. So considering that open door memberships, again, they are the dominant model um, and they do outperform closed door memberships almost right across the board. And even in in the areas where they don't, the margin is tiny. Um, Given all of that, it's maybe not a huge surprise that over a third of memberships with a closed door model are planning on switching to open enrollment in the next 12 months. That's double the percentage of people who are planning a move in the other direction. And the reasons given for that predominantly were people wanting to make more sales and increase their revenue. About 72.3% of people who are considering switching from closed to open, they're doing it because they need to get more sales and need to get more revenue. One interesting thing, however, when we're talking about changing from one model to another Membership owners who switched from open to closed within the last 12 months, they reported better results from that change than those who switched from closed to open. So that would suggest that if you're in a position where your membership is underperforming, changing your enrollment model is probably going to be a greater catalyst for improvement if your membership is currently closed than if it's open. So this would suggest that if you've got a closed door membership and you're struggling with sales or, you know, you're not seeing the results that you want, it's probably less likely that opening the doors is going to be the solution for you. Whereas if you've got an open door membership and things aren't going the way you want, there's more of a chance that closing the doors would get you better results than if it were the other way around. Does that make sense? It's all about, you know, if you are underperforming, is changing your enrollment model going to actually affect change? The data suggests that it is more likely going to be a catalyst for improvement if you are going from open to closed than if you're going from closed to open. I just felt that that was an interesting uh, little takeaway as well because, you know, the main reasons given from people... Changing their enrollment model, whether it's open to closed or closed to open, is usually they want to see better results. Things like um, their manageability, things like their workload, stress levels and stuff like that, they definitely seem to take a back seat in terms of why people make an enrollment model change. They close the doors, they open the doors, whatever, versus simply looking for a way of getting more sales or bringing their churn down and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm going to leave things there. I'm going to wrap it up before I end up basically just listing out every stat and every piece of data from the report, which I'm pretty sure would make for particularly dry listening and truth is I'm really just scratching the surface and wetting your appetite because there's so many interesting findings, benchmarks and takeaways inside this year's report. So I highly encourage you to head over to membershipbenchmarks.com and download your copy of the online membership industry report 2022. It's completely free. There's no opt-in. There's no email address required. No catch, no nothing. We just want to make this as easy as possible to get this data out there. So head over to MembershipBenchmarks.com, download it, read it, spread the word, send it to a friend. If you're running a business that helps other memberships, if you're a coach, if you have a blog or a podcast, if you create software for membership owners, or, you know, if you do something that's a little broader. So if some of your audience run memberships, but you don't focus on them exclusively, basically, if you know anyone, who would have any interest in knowing what's working, what the trends are, what the benchmarks are, what their targets might be, all that sort of stuff, and have that better understanding and clarity around the online membership world, then please, please share this with them. We want to help as many people as possible. We want to illuminate the online membership space because the more we get this data out there, The clearer the picture becomes for the membership industry, the more informed we all are, the better decisions we can then make. The more our businesses grow as a result of it. And ultimately, we all end up winning by helping to improve this wonderful world of online memberships. All right, I think that is about all I can take before my throat collapses in on itself in protest at the fact that I'm making it record a podcast mid covid suffering so i hope you found today's episode interesting i hope it's got you excited to download this year's online membership industry report please do give us a shout on social media let us know what you think were there any surprises what was your top takeaway you can hit us up across pretty much every social channel at membership geeks Or give us a shout inside our free Facebook group. If you head to Facebook and search for Membership Mastermind, you will find it. There's about 20,000 membership owners in there. And you can bet we'll be talking about this report over the coming weeks and months. And of course, if you're an Academy member, we'll be chatting about it in more depth inside the community. And in the coming weeks, we'll be providing you with a little more analysis too. So going to wrap things up thanks once again for joining me this week i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership geeks podcast bye for now if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership geeks podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com membership academy is the original membership about memberships and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a successful online membership business Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback encouragement and advice all of this and more make membership academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership business check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out MembershipAcademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback encouragement and advice all of this and more make membership academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership business check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com